0: Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary, Fran, and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant. Resilient listeners. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the show. Before we dive into the super cool interview today, we wanted to welcome you to this
1: special series of the Brilliantly Resilient Summer of Reading. We have... Had so many amazing guests on who are brilliant authors and who share their wisdom with you through their written words. And we wanted to find a way to promote them and give you some really awesome stuff to read. So we're doing the Summer of Reading giveaways. Woo! <laughs> If you head on over to brilliantlyresilient.net, you can get the sign up for the download. If you head over to Instagram, we're doing a whole big Insta promotion there. Every week, we will be giving away one of the books. And this whole summer, we will be bringing these authors back to you to hear what their books are about and what they've been up to. You're going to
0: love this list. I mean, we were blown away putting it together. We've got New York Times bestsellers wall street journal list toppers the biggest awards in the different industries those winners who knew we know some brilliant people and now you get to know them too and read their books so like mary fran said head on over to brilliantlyresilient.net resilient.net and get the list and go to instagram follow at brilliantly resilient we'll see you all summer
1: long hey everybody welcome back to another episode of brilliantly resilient live this is a special summer episode and we are featuring First of all, today, one of our absolutely favorite people and one of our favorite authors, Violet Dialla, I practiced, right? <laughs> you nailed it. I get, nailed right? it. The first time we spoke to Violet, she gave me this explanation about it's a D and then it's an I, and I was like, that doesn't help me. I don't know what you're saying. I can't hold on to that information, but I practiced. So Violet Diayala, who is the founder of Fem City and also the author of, and I want to get the title right because it's so cool, The Self-Guided Guru, Life Lessons for the Everyday Human. Violet, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you so much for having me. You
2: girls always make my heart burst with joy and gratitude. So I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much. Again, be here again. Thank well, you.
1: ditto, because as I said to you before we started to record when Kristen's so... So bluntly quieted me down, which she has to do. All right, I'm just going to be fair. She has to. She has and to. And me it. too. She quieted me down too. It's like come I on. just go. La, la,
2: la, la. Yeah. My third grade teacher
1: skills surface every now and again. <laughs> she has to silence me before she hits record. But as we were saying, you were you have always been one of our favorite guests because you have so many um, brilliance bits, as we call them, that you have gifted us with over time. And it sounds to me. Like the self-guided guru is a whole lot more of that. So let's just dive right in. Uh, tell us about why you decided to write this book. And first of all, can I just say thank you for writing it for the everyday human, because so often we feel like we don't fit into yeah. some of the categories that these things, you know, are written in, and they're beyond us, or we're not in that space. But we're all everyday humans. Absolutely. And, and so
2: actually the, it's so funny for years, people were like, you should write a book. You should write a business book. There aren't enough business books written by women. And so my first draft was a business book and I read it when I was done. I was like, well, this is boring. I would never read this. I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> so then um, someone was like, oh, you should write a book about, you know, your lessons. Cause as I share them throughout my work, um, people kind of got a glimpse of that and they were like, oh, you should write about your life, you know, your life lessons. And so I wrote that version and then that was also quite boring. And so I, I was like, and people kept asking, you need to write a book, you need to write a book. And so I finally wrote it, but the way that I normally speak. So I didn't kind of try to be something else. I wrote it with the words that I use often and wrote about my own journey. Um, and also from the perspective of that, we are our own self-guided guru. So there are lots of gurus out there that tell you what you can do or what you should do or how you do it. And then there's also that feeling like, well, I don't really fit into that box, you know, like I'm not really that or this. And so that's where that title came from is that the reality is like, we're our own, you know, we can listen to others and we can read all these books, but we should be the ones dictating the direction of our life, how to get there and kind of going through those narratives that we've put on ourselves, perhaps we've given to ourselves or others have given to us. And so that's where that whole idea came through and making it more interactive. So it does have worksheets. It has the same questions that I asked myself when I was going through all of this. That's what I gave to the reader, the same tools that I used to kind of fix my life in essence. I was like a disaster, and then like, how do I get out of that disaster mode into like a really great place, and here's how i I, I did that, and I want you to have the same tools that I had so in essence, I wish that book had been written for me <laughs> years ago, It would have saved me a lot of time going through all that muck. you know it's interesting that you say that, and I think that this is what I really want to land
0: with people, that we do get all of this information. And, and here on our show, we bring all of you all in to give us the expert opinions on how to get out of our pits and change our lives and everything. But if you don't, if you don't take it in and work it from your own perspective, it, I think that's, I know in my own journey that that's why things weren't landing with me because I felt like, well, this person says this, so I'm going to do it that way. But then there's the Christianisms that are a part of me. And I actually, to that point, Violet, I just said, I think I was telling Mary Fran this the other day. I just realized that I say to people, especially like in the whole dating thing in your late forties and all, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry that I am so sensitive. I'm working on not being sensitive. And I just decided last week, guess what? In all these things I'm reading and taking in this summer, I'm going to own sensitive. It is yeah. in my DNA. What I'm going to work on is not taking things Personally, but if when I was trying to not be sensitive anymore, and because other people said, "Well, don't be sensitive, do this," that didn't—that wasn't me, right? And right. I had to be more of like tweaking it to what it is me, with the great strategies like you put in this book of how to work through the things that are you and make them work for you.
2: Yeah, and and that's part of the questions. Like, so the questions are open ended, and they are different for everybody. Um, and it's more about having you ask yourself. And that's a perfect example. I also was very sensitive. People also told me the same thing. And I had to work on that. And exactly how you said it was that I had to realize it wasn't personal, but I didn't get to that conclusion by listening to other people. It was like, literally, I had to be like, well, what makes me feel like that? And why is it that I feel like that? And is it really about me? And kind of asking all those that made me realize, oh my gosh, it's not about me. I can still really embrace that I'm a sensitive person, which means that we're impact, which means that they're really, you know, they're beautiful parts of being a sensitive person. I mean, there's great gifts in that. We can read the room easier. We can kind of dictate what people are feeling when we're having conversations with them. We're more keen to like body language. So there's a lot of great things there, but we don't hear that. Um, but I, But exactly what you said is that when we ask the specific questions, they are going to be different for every single person versus saying, well, A, B, and C is what you need to do. Well, that's great for Violet, but that's not great for me. Is yeah. kind of where that's exactly what
1: my intention was. I'm so glad that you said that. <laughs> yeah, Kristen and I often talk about the importance of simply listening to your gut because it's never really gonna steer you wrong. And, and that is, I think a perfect example of that. You can take very kind of general questions but you are You may have an entirely different answer than I would. And Kristen may have an entirely different answer than the other two of us, but it's because of paying attention to what feels right for you. So is there a part of this that is instinct that we tend to push aside that you kind of have to go, don't, don't ignore that. It's telling you something. Absolutely. And I think it's us as humans wanting to not,
2: dive into that because when we dive into it is when we feel, when we see all the, the yucky stuff and that's where the beautiful evolution of our souls occur is in that yucky stuff. And so, you know, kind of like, where people are like, Oh, I fixed myself and it looks so glamorous. And the reality is it's not glamorous. It is like a mess. I mean, you are crying. You're reliving things from when you were like five years old, eight years old, things that you totally forgot. Um, but it's, it's that intuition that we already know down deep inside, like what we need to do. It's that we need to ask the question in order to release it and to give ourselves permission to go ahead and and surrender that and to say, you know what? This no longer serves me. This is a narrative that I acquired that never was fitting. It's someone else's judgment that was placed on me. I'm going to release it. I'm going to intentionally, purposefully like release it. And, but that only comes through that asking and that connection to who we are and our higher purpose and our higher beings that we are able to kind of maneuver out of that and to get into a better place. And then from that point, we still have diving in to do. Also, like people think, like, oh, you read it and it's you're fine. But the reality is that there are all these different layers that are kind of built upon each other that are are doing things to us that are hindering our growth and the beauty that we can share in this world. But we've got to ask those questions and we have to be connected to that calling that we feel on the inside that we know that whisper that like becomes louder and louder. That's where we should always be in that really great place.
1: Yeah, I love that idea of connecting to the whisper, number one, but also you said the word surrender. And I think so many times we think of that as a defeat when in fact it's enormously freeing because it allows you to, as you said, get rid of those things that just aren't working. And if they, if they haven't been working for you for a while, the odds are they're not, they're not for you. And it is, it is not only okay, but it is almost essential to surrender those things to get to that place where you're working and you're being and you're living to your highest potential and where you want to be and that that sweet spot
2: yeah and i and by the way i was not a happy-go-lucky person like this was definitely an evolution i mean my upbringing was very tumultuous i mean i, I write about in the book you know i had an, a violent upbringing in, in many ways my mother was a drug addict suffered from mental illness so Having that, I was a very angry um, young adult. I mean, I could have a good time; I made people smile. But there was another side to me that would saute in kind of this anger and fighting everything. Right, like everything was a battle, everything was a fight, everything was a struggle. And it it really, at the end of the day, is like that was not going back to what you just said. That's not serving me. I mean, that's not. You know, I'm still in the same situation. When you look back, you're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm still angry. I'm still bitter. I'm still this." You know, like the world didn't give me a good mom. The world didn't give me a great, you know, an upbringing. Like so and so. You you play those over and over, but at the end of the day, it's like, "So what? Who cares?" You know, we're all doing those kinds of things. We have to move past that Um, and to and to move forward into a place where, yeah, this now does serve me. And and living life from a place of love is so much easier and more more freeing. But you only get to that place when you surrender all of those other conversations.
0: Interesting. And it's so funny because I'm in that, I'm in that boat right now with, I actually just said this to somebody, I was texting with someone the other day and I'm like, here we can do this and then this and then this. And I go, I may be a recovering control freak fish. <laughs> there were so many years that things were so out of control around my house with a, uh, you know, an ex-husband suffering an addiction and then, and two blind kids and where are we going? And then I finally was like taking the steps that I needed to take with getting the finances in order, doing all these things. And now I'm actually at a place of so much surrender that I'm like, who is this girl? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and then I, at the end of the day, I go, I'm just going to blame Jesus. If it didn't work out <laughs> <laughs> all his fault, but I, it's, it's very <laughs> freeing though
2: to say, you know, we know where this is going, but you know, all right, we'll see. I love that. I love that. And, and that's the evolution of the soul that we talk about all the time, right. Is that you go from, from point A to point B and, and, and that, I mean, that's such a beautiful illustration of what you just shared. And that's all of us. I mean, different stories, of course, different lessons that we've learned along the way, but I feel kind of, um, I, I wish more people would realize that that's the journey of life. That's, that's where the beauty of life is, is in those moments of evolution. And I'm sure it was not pretty. There were a lot of ugly moments there, but look where you are now, where you're, you're, you're realizing, you know what, it feels so good to surrender and say, I don't know everything. I don't know how it's going to play out, but you know what? I'm going to do the best. I'm in it for the ride. you know what I mean? Like we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I believe that the future is going to be bright. I believe that it will work out in my favor. I believe that the universe is on my side. So um, I love that. Yeah.
0: It came, it came a... with a lot of, um I always joke that Mary France's hair was a lot longer when we met. <laughs> and her hair is now fallen <laughs> out and she's pulled it out because my life has been so crazy. But it's interesting to just let, like, I let go of the, of the big, beautiful home that I was in, that I wanted for so long. I'm yeah. like, I let it go financially. And now, like, although I will say the trade-off is that my teenagers keep looking at me and they say, you're such a nerd. Like you need to get a life, mom. Cause every day I, I pull up to the house and I go, oh my God, I love it here. I love my life. And they're like, you need to get out more, mom. And
2: <laughs> <such a> <laughs> I'd be in the car with you saying, you know, you do have a good life. We are yeah. both nerds. That's so good.
1: <laughs> What's the wrong with being a nerd? I can remember, yeah. um, Actually, when I when I I did one of my uh, a talk. Actually, it was one of the TEDx talks that I did. I did two. Kristen did one. I'm just not that that matters. No, that's amazing. Very fantastic. cutting out.
2: Yeah, you should have a t shirt. Have on your forehead. Oh, I you should God. bring
1: a hat and. Regularly and on the air and wherever I possibly can. But what I said, what I said, and they were a lot of these kids in the audience were college kids, and I said to them, um, it was something about surrendering and about you know you you cannot be perfect at everything, and isn't that a relief? Like oh thank God I don't have to be perfect at everything, and to be able to you know my new mantra is oh well I tried. And as long as at the end of the day, I feel like you can say that and you can let things go that you tried, but if it's not, not completely in your control, as long as you put the effort forward and you did that, it's okay to step back and go, okay, like Kristen said, hand it off to Jesus, hand it off to whoever's in the cage match next Mm -hmm. and, and let somebody else take it over. And I think you, you talk about like having mantras in your book, don't you? I do. So every chapter has, um, there are mantra
2: templates because I also believe that my mantra should not be exactly your mantra, and that you should create one that feels really good to you. So, at the end of each chapter, there are a couple of examples, and you can kind of pick and choose and mix them around, almost like a, a word game. You can kind of mix them around to make like it into so one. Mad like not live. Like insert <laughs> verb here. <laughs> a noun, a pronoun. You know. So Wait, can can, can this those. be a mantra? Eh. <laughs> I gave it a go. I was thinking, you I know, tried. the other day, I tried the other day I was getting my hair done. I, finally, you know, I had my roots were like, and it was just time. And so the girl was doing my hair and she did beach waves for the first time. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I've been dying to learn how to do these beach waves. Can you show me? And so she's got the curling iron and she's doing the beach waves and I'm watching it. And like, at first I'm like, okay, I got it. And then she does like whoopee whoop. She was like <laughs> some other, and then she does another whoopee whoop. And I go to her, you know what? It's good. I tried it out. It's okay. She goes. What do you mean you tried that? You just watched me do it. I'm like, yeah. Just watching you alone, though. I'm like yeah. realizing, you know what? I tried. I gave it a go. I thought I could learn it, but I can't. So you know, like I've gotten to a point where I don't even have to even touch it. I can see from afar that you know what? That's not my superhero talent. It's not gonna work. Who- <laughs> it's not gonna work. The whoopee whoop. Yeah. The whoopee double whoopee whoop. For me. Yeah.
1: I can do a whoop. I just can't do a double whoopee whoop. Yeah.
2: The second whoopee whoop. <laughs> I was like. Yeah, you lost me, and then she did it again. I was like, "Yeah, it's the second whoopie whoop." I don't, and I, and then I bought the curling iron, and I, I literally, because I was like, "I got to give it a go." I took it out of the box. I looked at it. I opened it up. I got clink, clink, clink. I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I really gave it a go. I'm not gonna even try it on my hair because that whoopie whoop is gonna like. I will just end up.
1: Yeah, it's oh, just when, just when something not, that's a inspires. When it inspires more angst than the end result, like getting, yeah. it, then it's like a no. It's like, I'm no. good.
2: Yeah, I'm good. I'm like gonna be 50 years old. What do I need to know about two double whoopee whoops? I don't need to yeah. know it. Just go to her when you want
1: them. You both yeah. gotta do this. Then you don't have to worry about any of it. You just cut it really short. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Is there like a secret whoopee whoop there? Because it no. looks
2: really good. Okay.
1: There's no secret. There's just there's just that sticky product that you do this to, and then you don't look at it for the rest of the day. That's it. Yeah. I find a style that. that my hair likes. That's the that's the key. You find a style that your hair does not fight you on. But yeah. anyway um getting back to this amazing <laughs> book which has so much brilliance <laughs> in it what are you laughing at that we
2: just well, looped ourselves
1: into a hole we did whole i was
2: so like hard. this is not a hairstyle show violet like i literally just told myself that get back on track putting you, on hair. All
1: of the Im- see but hey, there's the beauty all of it. it that is imagery that every woman will understand yeah. Every woman has at one time picked up a curling iron, tried something, and gone, "This is not going to work." So carry that <laughs> lesson, ladies. Exactly. Think of your curling iron disasters, and if it ain't going to work, put the thing back in the box, yeah. and you can surrender. And you, because when we were younger,
2: we probably would have given it a go, and I would have like done a lot of you know, we would have been like, oh, "I gotta get this done." I mean, you know. And then now I'm like, whatever. I don't need to get this done. Ponytail looks good. <laughs>
1: It's awesome. So we just want to tell everybody to um, go and get this book. Check out Violet, um, and check out. By the way, check out Fem City. We haven't even talked. We haven't even talked about Fem City. We have to check out Fem City, the organization that Violet founded, which has just brilliant, brilliant advice and support and everything else for women. But please go and check out the self-guided guru. Let me get this. I want to get the the tagline right. Life lessons for the everyday human. Thank you. Thank every you. Every little bit and piece in that from the, first of all, thank you for the exercises, because once again, people tell us how to do things. But honestly, sometimes if there's not that template to just kind of lead you along, you just, you get overwhelmed and you get lost. So this is like a step-by-step thing to not only learn how to do this, but to learn your way of how to, you know, just, just be nice to yourself and be kind to yourself and live the life that you want to live.
2: I love that. Thank you so much. And, and it's the top 10 lessons I've learned. I mean, it goes into like, not only my childhood and kind of going from that, but, you know, divorcing after 20 years and then remarrying the same person, like it and congratulations. All of my...
1: that just happened, right? Yeah. So we, yeah, my husband's like, I don't
2: want to be back on good morning, America. We're good. <laughs> like, I, I don't need, I don't need anybody else. To... We're good. That's it. That's my last. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, we should pitch it to modern love how great would that be? right? He's like, oh, yes. yeah, he's like, I'm done. I don't want to be on any other, because Cosmo picked it up and then like all the, you know, um, Mary Claire and <laughs> anyway, so long story short, it's in the book also. That whole story is in the book um, as well in my journey through, you know, what I thought about love and what love means and how to have healthy love because that that to me was a really big struggle.
0: Oh, it's so good. It's That's so good. So nice. And, and um, everyone should... You know, we, we've been saying on all of these uh, special author things this summer for the Summer of Resilient Reading to go follow us on Instagram. You can get the giveaways and all that. But you guys, while you're out there following us on Instagram, you got to follow Violet. Your Instagram, I am like thank you on Instagram. It's so good because I got to tell you, I've unfollowed so many things because I just don't have the, the brain bandwidth anymore for the comparisons or all these different things. And yours is just so cool and easy and fun and like behind Aww your life it's good stuff
2: it makes me smile every time it comes up in my news feed that's literally my intention like literally every time I post something I'm like I want it to make someone smile and bring joy that's literally I'm so that is just beautiful confirmation for me because so I didn't really want nervous. it to be there's no there's yeah. no like you know sometimes you're like FOMO of being in someone's life or yeah. oh my god I could never
0: get yours is just like I just smile every single time Mission. Like, everybody needs Thank to go
2: you. follow that too because
0: you'll be smiling also
2: Oh, thank you. My cute little puppy. He's adorable. Oh if you, had a, if you had like a little wonky day. He's like, he looks like a Muppet. He literally, <laughs> his, fa- his face looks like this. Ah! Which like if you brown. can't see, because I know this is audio, but um, it's like a, it's his grimace is like a flat line. <laughs> so it looks like the bottom jaw, but that's his everyday face. <laughs>
1: oh, it's a great and, we, Muppet face. and it's
2: hysterical. It's like, <laughs> so anyway you should follow me just for that just to look at his little muppet face i have to tell
1: you i'm very tempted to go and go like like frame by frame through this and just freeze that picture because i think you should i
2: yeah take a screenshot i'm gonna do it again one two three next one it's like this (laughs) that's gonna be my instagram post i made chris laugh again
1: that's so funny Uh, thank you so much as always for being with us you are always such a delight we're always so happy to talk to you you make us smile from ear to ear as kristen said and have so much joy and light and and just kindness in you that you want to share with people and those are the traits we want our tribe to be exposed to and the people that we want to be exposed to are personified in you so thank thank you. you for joining us
2: thank you for having me
1: Thanks,
0: Violet. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Be sure to go get The Self-Guided Guru. Also go on brilliantlyresilient.net and click on the download for the entire Summer of Resilient reading list for other great titles to check out. And then there's also this book called Brilliantly Resilient. You can get that one, too. You're going to have a brilliant summer, everybody. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to the Brilliantly Resilient podcast. Join our Facebook group and follow us on YouTube to be inspired with tools to reset,
2: rise, and reveal your brilliance.